All right, hello my friends. Uh, Rob Booker here. I'm so happy you're with me. In this exclusive and private podcast, I'm going to summarize the ideas from Seth Klarman's famous book, Margin of Safety. The book has become something of a legend because with the possible exception of Warren Buffett, no investor today commands more respect than Seth Klarman. You may never have heard of him before, but since founding his investment partnership in 1983, Klarman not only produced unrivaled returns, like 20% or more per year, but he also has, from time to time, offered wise and timeless commentary on markets and the craft of investing. He's the author of Margin of Safety, Risk-Averse Investing Strategies for the Thoughtful Investor, which became a value investing classic ever since it was first published all the way back in 1991. Now, I've read Margin of Safety, I have a copy. It's over $2,000 on Amazon. Kind of expensive, right? It's because they only did one printing. Now, I thought bringing together these ideas that Seth Klarman wrote about, presenting them to you in a podcast might be something helpful because most of you are never gonna buy that book. These ideas are hardly all-encompassing, but these ideas, this distillation of the ideas from the book, They've helped me as an investor over the years. You know me probably as a day trader, but I've also got some long-term positions. As of the recording of this podcast, for example, I'm holding Altria Group, Occidental Petroleum, and Walgreens Boot Alliance, and I plan on holding onto those shares for a very long time. Now, the book was written more than 20 years ago, but the ideas inside the book are perfectly suitable today. And all the ideas in this podcast are direct quotes or summaries of direct quotes from Margin of Safety. I try not to interpret them too much until I've summarized the quote. So let's get started. This podcast will come in a few parts and a few episodes, and I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining me. Once again, I'm Rob Booker. You can find information about me and the approach that I take to investing and day trading at robbooker.com. R-O-B as in boy, B as in boy, O-O-K-E-R.com. And here we go. Number one, value investing isn't easy. Value investing requires a great deal of hard work, unusually strict discipline, and a long-term investment horizon. Few are willing and able to devote sufficient time and effort to become value investors, and only a fraction of those have the proper mindset to succeed. Like most eighth grade algebra students, some investors memorize a few formulas or rules and superficially appear competent, but do not really understand what they're doing. To achieve long-term success over many financial market and economic cycles, observing a few rules is not enough. Too many things change too quickly in the investment world for that approach to succeed. It is necessary instead to understand the rationale behind the rules in order to appreciate why they work and when they do and don't. Value investing is not a concept that can be learned and applied gradually over time. It's either absorbed and adopted at once or it's never truly learned. Value investing is simple to understand but difficult to implement. Value investors are not super sophisticated analytical wizards who create and apply intricate computer models to find attractive opportunities or assess underlying value. The hard part is discipline, patience, and judgment. Investors need discipline to avoid the many unattractive pitches that are thrown, patience to wait for the right pitch, and judgment to know when it's time to swing. Those are direct quotes from Seth Klarman's Margin of Safety. But the principles here aren't just applicable to value investing. See, 
Value investing is simple to understand but difficult to implement. Well, the same could be said of short selling, which is my favorite way and highest probability strategy for making money. I'm in the process right now of turning $5,000 into over $100,000 and beyond with a simple approach to short selling. And believe it or not, Seth Klarman's margin of safety has been a huge influence in that approach. You see, it's not difficult to learn the strategy for short selling. It's difficult to implement it consistently. And so traders and investors will do more good for themselves by learning to be patient, execute, and uh, implement systems with discipline than they will from learning new strategies or downloading new indicators. All right, let's keep going. Number two, being a value investor. The disciplined pursuit of bargains makes value investing very much a risk-averse approach. The greatest challenge for value investors is maintaining the required discipline. Being a value investor usually means standing apart from the crowd, challenging conventional wisdom, and opposing the prevailing investment wins. It can be a very lonely undertaking. A value investor may experience poor, even horrendous performance compared with that of other investors or the market as a whole during prolonged periods of market overvaluation. Yet over the long run, the value approach works so successfully that few, if any, advocates of the philosophy ever abandon it. This is my favorite part of the entire book. I love that he says, once you learn it and love it, even though you go through times of difficulty, you'll never abandon it. The same can be said of any other successful trading strategy. While Seth Klarman's margin of safety is about value investing or the approach for the long term, all of these same things could be said of a successful day trading approach. Day trading is probably the most difficult approach to trading, whether it's options, forex, futures, or stocks. But once you learn a simple strategy that works, you're never going to want to let go of that strategy. Being a successful day trader, and in particular for when I'm short selling stocks, it means I've got to do something that most people don't want to do. I've got to do something that most people despise, actually criticize, or even mock. And it challenges conventional wisdom. Most people think that the only way to make money is by buying stocks. I think if you're going to become the person that buys stocks, you want to become an investor. In 24 years of market activities and managing money, I have found that buying stocks is something that I do with the profits that I make from short selling stocks in this, as a day trader. Let me expand on that really briefly and then we'll get to point number three. As a day trader short seller, I have a high probability strategy that's helping me to turn $5,000 into over $100,000 and then way beyond that. I take that money that I make out of that day trading account and then I buy stocks for the long term using a value investing approach. You might wonder, well, why don't you just day trade and buy stocks? Because buying stocks as a day trader is tough. It's so tough, in fact, I don't recommend that anybody does it. That might strike you as odd, disappointing, or maybe you're even already upset with me, and that's fine. I don't mean to challenge your approach in a way that offends you. I just mean to say, in 24 years, I've met very few traders who trade for a living who are day traders buying stocks. I think you'll find the same to be true in your own research. But I've met and personally known and become someone who has made hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars, short selling stocks as a day trader. The list is actually quite long. Tim Grittani, Jack Kellogg, 
Even Tim Sykes, a friend of mine and a f probably the most famous day trader in the world, made substantial amounts of their profits from short selling. Although it comes with its own amount of risk, what I have found to be the perfect approach to building wealth in the long term as a trader and participant in the markets is to short sell stocks on a daily basis because so many stocks become quickly overvalued and then fall. Take the profits from that and then push it into and move it into a value investing long-term trading account. All right, you can get more information about all of that at the website, but let's continue. Number three, an investor's worst enemy. If investors could predict the future direction of the market, they'd certainly not choose to be value investors all the time. Indeed, when securities prices are steadily increasing, a value approach is usually a handicap. Out-of-favor securities tend to rise less than the public's favorites. When the market becomes fully valued on its way to being overvalued, value investors again fare poorly because they sell too soon. The most beneficial time to be a value investor is when the market is falling. This is when downside risk matters and when investors who worried only about what could go right suffer the consequences of undue optimism. Value investors invest with a margin of safety that protects them from large losses in declining markets. Those who can predict the future should participate fully, indeed on margin, using borrowed money when the market is about to rise and get out of the market before it declines. Unfortunately, many more investors claim the ability to foresee the market's direction than actually possess that ability. I myself have not met a single one. Those of us who know what we cannot accurately forecast that is, security prices, are well advised to consider value investing, a safe and successful strategy in all investment environments. All right, I'll add to this just one thought. The most beneficial time to become a value investor is when the market is falling. How difficult that is, and scary, but it still works. The most beneficial time to be a short seller is on any day where these crappy small cap stocks that we see all the time rising that make all these stock chat pump lists, the best time to be a short seller is when those stocks have gained 30%, 50%, 100%, or much more than that. All right, in our next episode, we'll cover points four, five, six, and seven of Seth Klarman's margin of safety.